0: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday
1: edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, everybody? Today, we are going to respond to Tyus Jones and Danilo Gallinari's comments at Media Day. And at the end, we're going to chop it up about the new city edition uniform. So definitely check it out. Rock with your boys tonight on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
2: every day.
1: What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, my co-host, my dude, the real Ed Oliver. And thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. So, today we are going to respond, or react rather, to the comments made by Danilo Gallinari and Tyus Jones Media Day. And then at the end, we're going to take a look at the City Edition uniforms and t- definitely tell us you know what you guys think. Uh, what's your favorite ones? What's the worst ones? Definitely let us know. So, getting into it, E, um, we're going to start with Tyus Jones, obviously the new starting point guard of the Washington Wizards. Um, What are some Comments that he made your media day—they really kind of come out to you.
2: Um, the first one, I'll just talk about how he uh, said he's a traditional point guard. He's a pass-first point guard. He takes yeah. what the defense gives, what the defense will give you, and he prides himself and not turn the ball over. Uh, so, uh, and he also talked about getting guys in the right spots, just finding yeah. the, you know the chemistry, getting guys comfortable, finding different ways to get these guys the ball like coos and pools. So, and that's what you want from your point guard. You know, he's a guy that he—he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he can push the pace. Talked about being an extension of West Ansel Jr kind of being like a player coach out there for general at times so um, he he's just a calm guy and and Koo yeah. said it too he brings calmness to the team and I think we do need that uh, especially with Jordan Poole he's going to be he's going to be a guy who who's definitely going to force the or not force the action not force the issue but he's a he's a guy that's definitely going to put a lot of pressure on the defense but at times a lot of pressure that he's bringing just playing quick can create turnovers and I think Tyus Jones is a guy that's going to, you know, calm guys down, get Kuz in the right spot so he can have better shot selection, get Jordan Poole in the, better, in the right spot so Jordan Poole doesn't have to work too hard or dribble the ball too much to get easy looks. And I think Tyus Jones is a guy that can do that. We know he has a great floater. He's a guy that is one of the best – he was one of the best backup point guards last year. Now he's going to get a chance to start. He's great. He said he's yeah. grateful for the opportunity. So this is a great opportunity for him to start. You know, when Job Morant didn't play last year, his numbers went up, of course, because he got more playing time, and more more of an opportunity, and I think you're going to see that here in DC. Um, so yeah, he, he's a calm guy, steady Eddie guy, and he, he he just sounded like a calm guy as well in the interview.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, the the comment that really rung true to me was when he called himself an old school floor general, mm-hmm. unselfish guy. He prides himself on his lack of turnovers. You know, what did we say last year? <laughs> we want a floor general, a guy who's going to be pass first. You know who. He'll be able to penetrate the lane and definitely kick it out the shooters. But, you know, a guy who's going to push the pace, but he's a floor general, a guy who's looking to set guys up before scoring. Now, obviously, you know, we we a little, little, little selfish as far as point guards here in D.C., you know, Westbrook, Wall for a long time, even Gill. You know, we've always had a point guard that pushed the pace who could score, but we need a guy. You know, Gilbert Arenas was a score first guy where John Wall is more of a pass first guy. But, you know, we desperately need a floor general. So, especially if you look at the fact that his lack of turnovers, man, I mean, what's the biggest sin of a point guard, which is turning the ball over? You know, he is notoriously known for not turning over the ball a lot. Um, Another comment he made was, they want me to be me. You hear that a lot, man, you you know, especially with this new front office. You keep hearing that. They're letting me be myself. They're giving me a green light. They're letting me play my game. You know, that's going to resonate. I I, I keep saying it's going to resonate because players want to go somewhere where they can be themselves they they can find themselves or beat themselves as far as their play style you know Kyle Kuzma came to DC solidified himself as an NBA player you know as opposed to being a young guy in LA where you know playing LeBron now he's an established NBA player where you know defenses are scheming around him you know he's a guy who's going to score and he's going to score a lot of buckets this year so I love the comments from Tyus man and I guess the third one real quick he made a comment that chemistry is going to take time I completely agree, man. You know, true chem- chemistry takes time. You know, and I think that Gallinari, and we're going to talk about Gallinari next, but he made a comment, too, to kind of send it around that comment, whereas, you know, it's one thing to the mesh in training camp and even preseason, but it's all about playing together is where you find that true, true chemistry. So I love the comments, man. I Like I said, I, I said this about pool about not really knowing personalities and really knowing guys because they're not in your organization. And I didn't know much about Ty. I know, you know, he's a guy who played in Minnesota, played in Memphis. But calm guy, love his demeanor, love, you know, he made comments about being a father. You know, look, I, I get it, man. <laughs> I get it. It changes you, the man. It definitely does. So I definitely, that definitely resonates with me. So I, I love what I saw and heard from Ty, man. You know, he seems like he's got a cool head on his shoulders, man. He's ready to be that guy. So that really begs the question, because if you look at the body language of the front office, and, I mean, could he be a long-term piece if he's successful? I mean, because if you look at it, he's still young. Who knows? Because from what I've heard from him and from the front office, just from comments here and there, is that they're, they're giving him an opportunity to show them what he can do. And they, they think highly of him. They think he could be that guy as far as being, you know, really being a fixture at the point guard position. Because, you know, ever since, you know, one year at Westbrook, but ever since Wall left, it's just been a revolving door of point guards. You know, can we finally find that guy? And I know I'm famous for saying that I like to see Jordan Poole as a point guard in the future. But, you know, you kind of push me a little bit to say, you know, Jordan Poole could be best served as a shooting guard. I agree with you. You know, so Tyus, man, I, I really hope he can be that guy because, you know, I love what I heard from his comments. And it's, it's one thing media day and, you know, early on. And obviously you're going to see a whole different picture once we get into the regular season. But so far, love what I hear from Tyus, man.
2: Yeah. And I, I still wanna see Jordan Poole play point at times. I still want to see him bring the ball up as he will. Yeah, you know, he's definitely gonna do that. So I, I do want I just wanna see them I think they will play really, really well off of each other. And, and Ty is just gonna make things easier for guys. He'll make yeah. things easier for Corey. I think he can get get into the lane. He's not gonna, you know, get into the paint, be explosive, get into the paint, because you know, he he has he has ways to get around that, not being the most explosive point guard in the world. Yeah. He has ways of getting to the basket in different ways. He has a lot of floaters. He has one of the best floaters, one of the best float game in the NBA. So I think he's gonna be able to get easy looks for Gafford as well. Yeah, get him some uh, lobs, easy layups, dunks, stuff like that. So, um, you know, I mean, he's he's not he's nowhere near as fast as John Wall or Russ, like you brought up, <laughs> but I think he's a guy that can definitely can can put some pressure on the defense and and get easy looks for guys for sure and set guys up for sure. And um, he will be an extension of a he'll be like another player coach out there. Yeah. Um, he did talk about his time playing with John Morant. Uh, he tried, he just said, he said, I just tried to take bits and pieces and apply it to my game. Um, that's what he, he was talking about. Uh, learning from point guards, like D- uh, Derek Rose and John Morant. Um, like you said, he brought up talking about his, his, uh, being a father. He said, being a father is the most amazing thing that has ever happened to me. It put things in perspective. It made me enjoy the game even more in quotes. So he has two kids. He is a girl dad. He has two girls. And, um, yeah, he's just going to bring experience and leadership and uh, definitely can't can't be mad at that. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do with this roster.
1: Oh, absolutely. I want to see that same fire when the kids become teenagers, man. Let me tell you, <laughs> my oldest is turning 16, man. It gets better as they get older. But um, we're definitely I, – I, like I said, I love what I hear from him, man. I, I love the comments. You know, you see a lot of these guys on this team have clear heads. They, they're focused. They have the, – there's a goal. Uh, one more thing before we move on to Gallo, man. Um, they talk about Vegas, how Vegas has us, is probably being the worst team in the NBA. And, mm-hmm. they, you know, they asked him, is that is that motivation? He said, look, they, we're not even thinking about it. We're going to play our game. We're, You know, we're focused on the goal, which is getting better, getting these young guys better. So they're not even worried about that. You know, the outside noise is just noises. Mm-hmm. You know, they're focused. And I love that. I love it. So um, no, that's great.
2: That is great. And then the point you brought up about him being long term, you know, we'll see on that. Yeah. Um. There are a lot of teams that I feel like would like to have him. There are teams that are interested in trading for him before we got him. So you know, it will be interesting to see what what happens with him. Most likely, I feel like he will be traded. But right now, we'll just let things play out yeah. and see how he gels with Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, and the rest of the guys.
1: No, I agree. I think he will be traded. But that's the thing. You're in a good mm. position because you have a guy who, you know, if he proves he can be the guy, it's going to bring the value up, and then you know, and then you can keep him. I mean, it's it's really up to the organization, is a good spot to be in. So I love it, man. Definitely coming into the season with a clear head. So next we're going to talk about Danilo Gallinari and what he has to say about playing the center position. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action in this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's, again, just a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action like now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including parlays, spreads, player props, over and unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football
2: league
1: and thanks for making lock the Wizards your first listen every day every day is tomorrow on the show we are doing a mailbag episode so youtube twitter wherever you see us or hear us definitely shoot us your best questions we are going to answer them for you and chop it up with you so moving on danilo gala nari and he had a lot to say about boston man but we're gonna get into it um <laughs> yeah i kind of mentioned already e. um he, he made a comment that he is ready to play small ball center. So how effective do you think he can be as a small ball center? And what does that, that say about the current state of the center position?
2: Yeah, he's done it before. And uh, he has a lot of history with Michael Winger, uh, Wes Unso junior coaching with the Nuggets. He was with the Clippers with Michael Winger, uh, with the Hawks with Travis Schlank. So he, he just has so much history with uh, the big three in the front office right now. Uh, I was going to bring up some numbers here for basketball reference, just showing like how many minutes he played at the center position. I can't find it right now, but he's done it. He hasn't done it a lot, but he has done it. Okay. So yeah, 2022, 24% of the plays that he played, and of course he's coming off the ACL injury uh, last year, uh, you know, playing overseas, but uh, 24% of the time he played center in 2022. And then 36% of the time in 2021, he played center. So he he has experience there. How tall is he? 6'9, 6'10. Yeah, he's about least. six foot. He's 6'10. He's 6'10. Yeah, so yeah. he's got the size. Uh, of course, you know, centers are usually 6'11, seven feet tall, but they could play with Gallo in that small ball lineup. Personally, I think defensively, yes, he would get cooked. Um, yeah. You know, i brought him numerous times. Joel Embiid, Jokic. I mean, those guys are going to cook everybody Anthony Davis, uh, Vuksevich. Um, I'm trying to think some uh, Valanchunas. They usually yeah. dominate against us. So, And uh, he, he's a solid rebounder, not a great rebounder, Gallinari. Gallinari, the last couple of years, he's had he's, – he's still – he's, he's a big body. His career high is rebounding six boards a game. But uh, he would be a, a big a stretch five, 6'10", stretch five. I think we would still get dominated in the paint, which, whichever way you go at the center position. So, yeah, we just don't have a lot of depth, and we're going to have to throw a lot of guys at the center position. It's not just going to be Gallo. I think Kuz is going to have to play small ball five at times. If Gaffer gets in foul trouble, Muscala, of course, is going to have to be a center or play center. And uh, I think Denny is going to play a little bit of small ball five too. Since he's 6'9", he's a good rebounder. Denny's one of the best rebounders on the roster right now. So, um, yeah, it kind of shows that we just don't have a lot of depth. Gallo has done it before. Uh, He said he thinks he will be best – Use giving the Wizards minutes primarily at center. So this is what the coaches are telling them to. West Huntsville Jr. Brought it up as well that he's going to be playing center. Uh So uh, Gallinari also said he knows much of his playing time will come at the five and is excited to get back on the court after a long ACL rehab. So I'm intrigued to see it. You look at OC- OKC last year. The only reason why they played small ball so much is because Chet was injured. Now Jalen Williams yeah. played center, but I brought it up before too. They had Lou Dort playing a playing four. Giddy was the three. Uh, Shay Gilgers was the one or the two, so and then Jalen Williams, the other Jay, they had two Jalen Williams out there. Jalen Williams is a <laughs> 6'8, small forward slash shooting guard, so yeah, they had a lot of guys like positionless basketball. You may just see that a lot this year a lot of positionless basketball and pushing the pace. They can make it work if they really, really push the pace. Gallows facing the floor, they're shooting the ball well, a lot of shooting and pushing the pace, and that's what Wes Uncle Jr. has said, that's what Kyle Kuzma said, that's what uh Dawkins has said. So they're all – they all have that vision right now, pushing the pace and shooting. So that is something that we – we have heard it a lot, but it is something that they're finally going to do. And I think if they want to play that small ball lineup, I think Gallo would be a good fit for that. But, again, they are – they probably are going to get cooked defensively.
1: Yeah, it's not ideal, but it's necessary because, Mm -hmm. like you said, the lack of depth at center. But, like you said, they can use it to their advantage, pushing the pace, you know, transition hooking people on transition. You know, a lot of these guys you mentioned, look, transition ain't their game, man. So if you want to kind of counteract these bigs like MB, Valachunas, you know, the list goes on, the Aidens, you know, catch them on transition. So getting faster, you know, I think it can work. Now obviously, you know, they're not trying to be a playoff team. I don't want to say tanking because I know that <laughs> they're not trying to tank. I, you know, shout out to Chris Miller. I know he he said that you know th- you know they had a big thing about tanking. But they're definitely trying to find the best pick next year, so you know it's kind of an unofficial, you know, call it what you want. But um, I think it could work, because because from their body language and what they're saying, they're not trying to be terrible. They're trying to compete. So, and I don't, you know, getting back to Vegas, making them the worst team. I don't think we're the worst team. I humbly don't, man. I don't think we're the worst team in the NBA. I just don't. So I think we're going to be a really fun to watch bad team. But the small getting back to the small ball, yeah, absolutely. I think that if you push the pace and really put athleticism ahead of height, we can catch a lot of teams off guard, man. So um looking at a couple more comments. Um, the number, obviously, he has worn number eight his whole year, and I didn't know all year, all career, um, but I didn't know that the reason he wore eight is because his birthday is 8888 right so and it's I, yeah man so um now this year he's 88 and he said quote unquote denny's gonna hear about it every day about the number so you know the, that relationship we you know we both said that the relationship between him and denny are important because they're both foreign players and you know he's been in the league a while he knows how it is to be an overseas player how to adjust to the nba how to adjust to living in the united states and i think that he could be a good a good influence on Denny with him being more comfortable where, I mean, you know, and obviously we talked about Denny before where he says, you know, he's a long tiered guy and he's got a little experience on his belt, but Gallo has been in the league for a while, man. And, you know, he could definitely be a good influence. Uh, The the final thing on Gallo, man. Loves DC. He says he likes to walk around, likes to look at things. Look, DC, I keep saying this. I think that the narrative about DC not being a free agent destination is going to end within the next three or four years i do because dc is not a scrub city man i mean if you look at there's a lot going on i mean it's the capital so obviously if you look at nbc row and certain aspects a lot of foreign players are gonna be like wow you know because there's a lot of culture in dc um food any type of culture is in dc you know so if you're a foreign player you're, you're gonna adjust well in washington dc because obviously diplomats and a lot of people they're from other countries so it's definitely a city that that caters to a lot of different cultures um and there's a lot of things to do. It's a great place to raise a family. So I think that, you know, you haven't heard any of these players. And obviously, look, let's be 100 about this. Even if you hate D.C., you're not going to come out and say, well, man, I hate to city. I need try going nowhere. You know, most of them will say, look, I love it. But, you know, I, I believe that because, look, I'm from the area, man. I love D.C. So it's definitely a good spot. It's a quiet spot. It's not like New York or L.A. where you have so much buzz around you. You know, you have enough to do, but it's kind of a slower city. And I think this is what these guys need a slower setting, you know, not having this buzz of like New York in your face. No, DC's laid back, acclimate, and they can have a good time here. So, you know, do you have any other comments that kind of resonate to you?
2: Yeah, he said he talked about trying to get um, familiar with, the, with Georgetown, which is a nice place, a lot of places to eat. Yeah. Um, near the water, you know, you got the wharf not too far and – um, so there's so many there's so many places to eat, so many places to go. You know, you see players enjoying the nightlife here in D.C. as we've seen in the past <laughs> for sure, so I think Gallo will have a good time. It, it is a nice city. It's a destination city. Uh, yeah. A lot of jobs. Um, you know, you got all the monuments and the museums, free yeah. museums, and it's, it's just nice. I mean, you got the water out there, you got the, the tree, and you get every season. You know, you get the cherry blossom season where you see the trees in the spring, and you know, we got the cherry blossom jerseys, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but um, yeah, there's a lot of things to do. I mean, there's a lot of things to do down in, in, in DC for sure in the city. Um, yeah, I guess the other thing is, is Boston. You know, he said I didn't expect it. I had a meeting with the team uh talking about the Celtics on Friday and I got traded on Tuesday. He's excited for his new chapter with the Wizards. You know, he did tweet out something about the Celtics. I can't remember exactly what Gallo said, but he definitely is circling the Celtics on the, on their on his calendar. I guess they must have told him that they they had him in his future plans, and it didn't go that way. They ended up training him, but he did say that's a part of the business, so it looks like he has some type of beef with the Celtics. And, um, of course, you know, Porzingis, so we're going to be playing against him as well. No beef with Porzingis at all, but it will be fun to play against, uh, you know, former wizard. And uh, last thing about the five, I mean, the Thunder, they did a good job defending guys. I remember when we played the Thunder, Porzingis didn't score much. He didn't rebound the ball much either. I guess that's another. So they had they had different ways of guarding bigs, but there are a lot of times I did see them get dominated by bigs. So we'll see we'll see how Gallo plays at the five. But um, no, that's about it. I think he's a, a good veteran. He's been in the league for a long time. A lot of fam- familiarity with a lot of guys, and um, I think he'll be a good mentor to, to some young guys. I think he can take a guy like Denny under his wing and you know kind of help him out offensively and, and you know use some counter moves, some post up moves. Galen Galinari loves to post up. He loves that mid range jumper. Love shooting a three. He's 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 cooked the wizards many, many times before.
1: Absolutely. So it's, it's gonna be intriguing to see how he fits and how he acclimates to DC because I love me some DC. So we'll definitely see. So finally, we are going to talk about the new City Edition jerseys. But before we do, Ed is gonna tell us about bird dolls, because I'm telling you, you ain't gonna to want to take them off.
2: Yes, sir. Make sure you guys check out Bird Dogs at the Bird Dogs box right here. Shout out to them. They sent me some shorts and some pants as well. I love the pants, man. They're so smooth. I can play basketball in them. I can go on a date with them, sit you know, chill, watch the game. They're very stretchy, very relaxed as well, but they have that smooth, slim fit to them as well. So um, they fit way better than any regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink, Sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. They also got cups as well, Yeti cups, cool for drinking your coffee or keeping a, a drink cool as well. So shout out to Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com, locked on xxx, or enter promo code locked on xxx at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com/slash/locked on xxx for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: So make sure you guys check out Bird Dogs. Absolutely. So finally, before we
1: roll out tonight, the Washington Wizards, it, it was leaked. But the Washington Wizards' new City Edition jersey was leaked. And it looks very similar to the Chicago Bulls one from last year, I believe. So if you look at the, kind of the trend of what the Wizards do with the City Edition, obviously you had a great one from the rest year. Which is kind of, kind of resonates with the the Hoyas, of the Georgetown. Um, then in the uh, then with the year, it was kind of they're blending the colors together. And then last year, obviously the the cherry blossoms. So e, what do you think about the design? And for future city edition jerseys, what parts of the city or the, what part of the DC culture would you like to see on the jersey?
2: Yeah, so these ones, I just don't really see. Um, so. Uh, is there, like, a uh, background with this one that they're trying to go with? I don't yeah, really it, – it's weird know.
1: because if you look at the picture, mm-hmm. it's got the Chicago Bulls underneath the jersey. So, it's, like, it's very yeah. similar to theirs, you know?
2: Yeah, so I didn't I'm, – I'm not really understanding. I got to see the background. Like, what's the – because I know last year with the Cherry Blossom ones, the pink ones, that made sense because, you know, D.C. is known for Cherry Blossom jerseys. Yeah. So, that's that was the background on that. And then we had the throwback jerseys last year. Now, these, the colorway are just, is just – the colorways are so different. I, I look at other teams, too, and the colorways for their City Edition jerseys sometimes are nowhere near what they are, what their what the team jersey is, because we're red, white, and blue, and this one is just very different. But, no, it's a cool look. I mean, it's a cool look. I do want to see what the top jersey is. Saw, I saw the shorts, but I haven't seen the actual top yeah. yet. So it, it is intriguing. It will be weird. I want to see what the court looks like, because they, they usually match the court with the jersey as well. So that would be interesting. Uh, But it's different. It's not the typical red, white, and blue that we have. It's not the typical uh, throwback that we had last year where they did the 25th anniversary with the teal and the white and the blue, which I like those jerseys too. But uh, it's different. Uh, uh, The three stars on the side, and then you got the logo as well. And um, it's like a little line, so it kind of looks a little throwback, kind of ABA-style type of shorts a little bit. So at first glance, it's a little weird. It's starting to grow on me. It's a lot going on there. But um, yeah, I probably give like a B, B minus. Probably like a B minus. Okay. B B minus C, C plus.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like them. You know, mm-hmm. I I'm not a fan of the pink ones from last year. Uh, I'm just not a pink guy. I like them, but, I, but yeah, <laughs> they they do look nice. I am just not a pink guy. But um, the and in the previous when they tried to blend the colors, I think it was a little too much with the gold and the blue and the red. I like the Hoya version when uh, when Russ was here. Because I'm a Georgetown Hoya fan, so I like the, the gray for the Hoyas. But I I, I kind of like it. But in the future, I'd like to see some resonation with Go-Go. You know, something with Go-Go music. You know, something of that nature. I mean, really get into trying to shine the part of the culture of D.C. You know, I'm not saying you got to put, like, a big chili bowl sausage on the jersey or something. But, you know, I just think that, you know, something with Go-Go, something like that, man. You know, Cherry Blossoms, I think, is a concept where it was cool that we had a Cherry Blossom jersey. And then nationals had a trade blossom jersey. And you so you can kind of have some unity between teams, but I want to get deeper into kind of, of the culture of DC. You know, some people go go. Um, you know, some of those along those lines. So that's kind of what I would want to see in the future. But you know, like I said, we saw the shorts, we'll see how the jersey is, and we'll see how the court is to really get a, a general opinion. But but we, yeah, we, we talked about it a lot tonight, e. so before, man, we roll out, you got anything else you want to cover before we roll?
2: Yeah, I mean yeah, you can put the Ben's Chili Bowl on the uh as a sponsor as a logo on the jersey. You can put you hey. know, mumble sauce on there as well.
1: Hey, the name of one of my <laughs> fancy basketball teams, man, is Winger and Mumble Sauce. I'm the same rock. <laughs> You're right. Hey man, so we're gonna go ahead and roll out tonight. Definitely appreciate everybody. Like, subscribe, definitely comment below. What do you guys want to see in the future for City Edition jerseys for the Wizards? Definitely let us know below. Anywhere you get your podcast, five-star review, it's much appreciate it. So definitely appreciate you guys. Uh, Like I said, next episode, we are going to do a mailbag episode. So definitely send us your best questions. And after that, man, everybody have a blessed weekend. Enjoy your weekend. And we will see you guys next time. And hail to the Wizards and peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.